What's up, everybody? I am Ryan McNichols, host of Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. I am joined by my co-host, Rich Houck, and our producer, Mike Coyle. We are talking everything Dynasty and season-long fantasy football. We dig through all the numbers so that you don't have to. What's up, everybody? We are back. It is still Thursday, October 27th. Monday night football, or Thursday night football, I'm sorry, is winding down. Baltimore Ravens are going to pull this out 27-16 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know. Yeah, like Bucks taking a garbage time touchdown here. Yeah, there's definitely. Okay, I didn't mean like it's going to be the final score. I just meant that the Ravens are going to win the game. We'll, we'll yeah, see the about Ravens. That. We'll see about yeah, that. okay. The Bucks are scoring 11 points in the next if they 40 recover, seconds. I can't, I, can't. Dude, I can't wait for it to happen. Okay, let's go. So, aside from that, we're going to be previewing the rest of the games that are upcoming this week that we didn't mention or talk about in last week. And if there's anything important from any of those games that we missed, we'll bring that up as well. Fourth and goal for the Buccaneers. So they kick the field goal here and then recover the onside kick, or what do we do? Oh, no, they probably should. Yeah. Okay. But so they're not going to. It looks like Tom's staying on the field. Dude, you know he's so mad, dude. He, 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 he's definitely so tilted out there right now. On the, on yeah. the OP. So the first game we're going to look at is going to be Chicago Bears <laughs> at the Dallas Cowboys. The Bears are coming off a, you know, a stomping of the New England Patriots. They won 33-14. to Bucks scored a touchdown, but there's a flag. We'll see what this is. Ravens are indicating it's on Tampa Bay. Justin Fields, 20, a little over 23 points last week. Darnell Mooney still not particularly involved. Khalil Herbert, 15, over 15.5 fantasy points. David Montgomery, just over 12. Touchdown stands for Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Khalil Herbert got more work than David Montgomery. is more effective with his work as well. It just it seems like this is going to be a back-and-forth sort of hot-hand situation there between Montgomery and Herbert. Uh, it's risky starting either one of them on a weekly basis. I don't know how you feel about it. I think it's two very good running backs in real life, which is just very difficult for fantasy. And then on the flip side of this, Cowboys coming off, you know, same thing, big win over the Detroit. Not big from them in the sense that they won 24-6. to Detroit Lions didn't know what they were doing in this game, it, look, it looked like. Jared Goff couldn't take care of the football. No. Four turnovers. Yeah, so the defense did a lot for them. The Cowboys didn't do too much on offense. Dak with just over 12 points. He lambed a little over 10.5. Ezekiel Elliott had uh, just over 17.5 points. However, he took a shot to the knee. He went back into the game and played and scored you know, a touchdown later on, but... When we saw the hit originally, we thought it was a lot worse than it was. Luckily, his leg wasn't playing it, but now it seems like he has a knee sprain, and they're, they're being very vague about what exactly the injury is and how long he's going to be out. It doesn't seem like he's going to play this upcoming week, and you know, if you have a knee sprain, I would imagine you are typically out for a few weeks, but we'll, it's something to keep an eye on and until... You're starting Tony Pollard this week. I don't. I again. I believe Zeke's going to miss this game, and you know, going forward, you just got to keep an eye on it and see if we get any clarification as far as Zeke's injury. Yeah, absolutely. The Buccaneers just attempted a horrible it's, two point attempt it, try. It's a it's Tony Pollard season over there, and uh, um, Tony Pollard could uh, pop right here. Yeah. We'll have to see. This is yeah. This is you know. I mean, he's got a short window to do it. I know they clearly don't believe he can be. You already want to. I mean, like, because I mean, you have Zeke. Like, you don't want a player to get hurt, but in the situation where you have both Zeke and Pollard, it's kind of better for you that Zeke's out because now it's just going to one guy. And you yeah, don't really have Pollard to think season. about it as much. It's so, Pollard season now. Uh, we'll move on to the next game. Uh, anything else in that game we want to talk about? Dalton Schultz still dealing with a knee injury. Anything about the wide receivers? Gallup, Lamb, C.D. Lamb's been 
real up and down this season. It's kind of a safe floor, double-digit points, but kind of, you know, 10 points one week, 18 points another week, and back and forth like that. I just thought it was a little bit of a disappointing effort all around for the Cowboys' passing offense. Yeah. Against this what was labeled the worst defense in the league coming into it. And you're expecting, you know, you're led to believe that, you know, C.D. Lane was going to go off for 20, Dak was going to light it up. Like, all these Cowboys pass catchers in the passing offense were going to go, you know, we're going to have a great game. And what we got was a little bit disappointing. I think it had more to do with Detroit being so inept and the Cowboys got ahead and they are like, let's just not lose the game. Yeah. Let's just keep pace, you know, in the NFC. We're coming off the loss to the Eagles, so we fell a game behind. And, you know, they're you know now they're not only the loss of the Eagles putting them behind the Eagles, but also putting them behind the Giants, too. So they're a game behind the Giants, two games behind the Eagles now with the loss to the Eagles. So it was just one of those things where it's like, let's just win the game and not take too many risks, especially with Dak just coming back from injury. So I think that had a lot to play into it. We'll see how they do this upcoming week against the Chicago Bears, who are, again, another kind of inept offense and defense. They... Might have been getting it together after last week, though. It seems like you know they started using Justin Fields' legs and kind of unlocked a new layer to the offense. So maybe this game is a little higher score than we expect. But I don't know. I don't know if this is the game we see the breakout from CD. I mean, and, and the, just the passing game in general. Chicago is you know their record's not great, but the defense has been they've been pretty stingy to uh, wide receivers. There hasn't been great uh, huge outputs against them. I mean, we'll see what happens this week. Yeah, again, I feel like that could be more due to the game script. How often have you really needed to throw and put up points against the Chicago Bears? You know, I don't That's think true. Chicago Bears are capped out at what, like 19 points every week before last week. <laughs> so, then we got the uh, next game we're looking at is the Miami Dolphins at the Detroit Lions, who we were just talking about. So the Dolphins coming off a win over the Pittsburgh Steelers where they just got Tua back and you had you know Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle playing through injuries. Jalen Waddle's still a little banged up, got a shoulder injury. We'll see if he's going to play this upcoming week. Tyreek Hill should be healthy and available. You're starting Tyreek Hill. The Bucks did not recover the onside kick, so they are going to lose this game. They stink. What does that put them at? Are they 4-4 four and four Three now? 3-5. 3-5. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. rough. Yeah, I, I, I mean, they stink. So they deserve to be 3-5. So, the, like I said, the Dolphins were kind of trying to get everything back together last week. Raheem Moster, 20.9 points, kind of the highlight of that offense. And the Pittsburgh Steelers on – I'm sorry, we're not doing the Steelers. We're doing the Lions on the other side. The Lions are coming off of – they were on a bye last no, week? No, they played Dallas. They, they played Dallas. Dallas. Oh, okay. Well, we literally yeah. – oh, my God. We just talked about that. Yep. Just <laughs> – even said that when we started this, you know, little time about the game. All right, so the Lions, yeah, important. And uh, Amon Ross St. Brown suffered a concussion early in the game after having one catch for four yards. He was ruled out rather quickly, never made his way back in. DeAndre Swift did not play. He has he was a limited participant in practice this week on Wednesday. He was upgraded to a full participant on Thursday. It looks like he's going to go this week, so thank God for that. Jamal Williams, in his absence, only had 7.3 fantasy points, so didn't really take over. TJ Hawkinson still dealing with a knee injury, eight, a little over 8.5 fantasy points last week. So see if Amon Ross St. Brown is back. If he is, you're starting him. After that, Josh Reynolds banged up dealing with a knee injury. I don't know if I really trust Khalif Raymond starting him. So DJ Chark is on IR, and Jamison Williams apparently is going to need another month. The pass catching is getting thin there in Detroit. 
it looks like it's going to be funneled mainly to Amon Ross St. Brown and hopefully TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift. We cross our fingers. And then <laughs> I wanted to throw the game over to you, and then I looked and saw our next game and, and didn't know if it was disrespectful. Do you want to talk about the New England Patriots taking on the New York Jets, Rich? Or? Um, yeah, sure. So coming off of last week, we know we mentioned earlier with the, the Patriots coming off the beatdown that they took from the uh, Bears. In that, Sad. Yeah, in that game, it was really the Ramondre Stevenson show. Outside of him, Jacoby Myers is the only other player in double digits um, going forward. I don't know what to expect from this offense going forward. I don't know about you. I mean, Mac Jones is back in this week. Um, Jacoby Myers seems like a reliable, you know, flex play. And then Ramondre Stevenson is a start. Outside of that, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I think I'm in the same area with you. Tyquan Thornton had the one decent game, and now he's, you know, just under three fantasy points. Same Devontae Parker is just never, you know, he's never really caught on anywhere. I think she's kind of like what you said, Jacoby Myers in the flex play area, and Ramondre Stevenson's uh, probably an RB2, if not an RB1, depending. I know Damian Harris came back, but it didn't seem like he was heavily involved in this game. Could have been due to game script with them being down so much, but, you know, it, I just feel like Ramondre Stevenson's performing, why take away anything from right. him? So should be, you know, borderline RB1 territory with Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah. So for the Jets, they're coming off a win against Denver. Uh, they won 16 to nine. Costly win. Yeah, costly win. They lose Brees Hall, torn ACL. Sad. They lost Elijah Vera Tucker too, offensive lineman. Yeah. And then, rough week, dude. Yeah, outside of the Brees Hall with his third team before he tore his ACL, it was pretty. Uh, I'm not a Zach Wilson believer at all, but. Uh, I mean, it's so, just as it gets, like, I mean, they've been so bad for so long. It's I think like, the main I mean, question here is, now that they've acquired James Robinson, how do we look at the backfield with James Robinson and Michael Carter? And then are they going to have to now pass more because they don't have Brees Hall, who's not going to, like, you know, James Robinson's a good player. I feel like he's not going to provide them the same kind of explosive plays that Brees People Hall was providing with, like, 60-yard touchdowns. They say it every year I mean, about J-Rob, I still think they're going to want to run the ball. Yeah, like, that, that's their scheme. Well, I think they want to be run first. On my man's shoulder, I think they know they have to be run first with Zach Wilson. I mean, do you... If you drop him back 30, 35 times a game, like, do you feel comfortable that they're going to win? I mean, at that point, you think that they're... I don't know, you can take your chances with him. Again, I'm just questioning whether or not with, you know, the combo of James Robinson and Michael Carter, if they're going to be able to end the loss of Elijah Vera Tucker, if they're going to be able to establish the run like they were before with Brees Hall. No, because uh, James, no disrespect to James Robinson, he's a good player. He's not Brees Hall. No, definitely not. Yeah. And so, and they're going to be missing an offensive tackle now. I mean... I don't know. Let's wait and see a week or two. I don't know if I would really want to start either of them. I mean, if you're going to start one, I guess it's Carter this week, and then going forward it becomes a lot more muddier once the more Robinson gets worked into the offense. Here's the, yeah. Yeah, James Robinson is this year's uh, PPR 27 right now. So, I mean, I just think his situation is a lot better. Like, And uh, it's uh, – I don't know that, like, it's, it, it, it's a toss-up, but – yeah, the I mean, dude performs when he plays. When he plays he's football for he's, second contract, yeah, he's, when, he's yeah. When he plays football, the dude's good at football. So he's a free agent at the end of the season. So yeah. you know he's, he knows he's got to get busy. Yeah, I mean, also, I, it could be a very much a 
because they just run him into the ground, dude. Yeah. Like, they just might run him into the like, I don't know what, what they're on the hook for as far I know they have it, there's that compensation if he runs over 600 yards with the pick. But like, I don't know what kind of contract they're on the hook for. Are they? It can't be most. He was on direct yeah. free agent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, I, I could totally see the Jets being like, we have a window here where we have a good record. We can make a playoff run. Yeah, he's going to get some run, They run the offense through him and Michael Carter. Not saying that J-Rob is going to be some RB1 guy for ROS, but RB2 yeah. type Very guy. Well could, be. Could, yeah. be, could be a flex with RB2 upside. Exactly. Okay. And again, my just concern is just with the lack of the explosive plays and maybe a little less efficiency in the run game. Like, if you're not gaining first downs just running it three times in a row like you were before, it's not as sustainable to do throughout a game. Mm-hmm. And you just gain script might force them to change a little bit. Or they could go the Arthur Smith way and just say, we don't care what the gain script is, we're just going to keep running mm-hmm. it anyway. Yeah, so. he was an RB25 PPR last year, and I think that's a perfect spot for him to finish this year. And, you know, I think... if. That's perfectly acceptable to hope for. All right. And we'll move on. We talked about the Steelers Eagles last week, but Jalen Hurts back, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, you're starting all of them. Miles Sanders should be in Dallas Goddard. You're pretty much starting all the skill players, I imagine. Devontae Smith's more of a flex play. Miles Sanders, a lower tier RB2, but still pretty much starting all those guys in a lineup if you have them. Absolutely. And then, so we're going to move on to the Tennessee Titans at the Houston Texans. So, Titans coming off a win last week against the Indianapolis Colts, nineteen to ten. They have swept the uh, the Colts this season. They don't they don't have to play them again. It's already something taken care of. So they're ahead. Now. Yep, they're ahead as far as the AFC South race goes. Sweep them away. <clears throat> Not really much happened last week. Derrick Henry just under 17 fantasy points, and then nobody else on that team cracked up, or I'm sorry, nobody else of you know particular note cracked a double-digit fantasy points in that. Tannehill less than four. Robert Woods five and a half. Austin Hooper eight and a half. It's just you don't want any part of that passing game. Derrick Henry is the only part of Tennessee that you want. Any agreements, disagreements. Traylon Burke's still on IR. He should be eligible after one more game, or I think after maybe after this week he should be eligible to return. I don't really know if that I want to rush to pick him up, though. Yeah, now that Tennessee passing game has been very rough. It, it was a stat I found interesting. I saw it today. I was just happened to be looking at these games, this game here. Nico Collins, more receiving yards than Robert Woods. Not surprised. I, I was a bit surprised when I saw it at first. I'm like, what? Really? Like, is that real? When I looked at him, like, yeah, well, that is real. That's 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 a real stat. Yeah, man, Robert was what I mean. I'm glad I don't. I don't. I never had any socks of him, but like, I mean, if if, if you had in dynasty like long term, like it's just it, it is definitely very disappointing the way his career has turned. Yeah, yeah, unfortunate. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Speaking of Nico Collins, he suffered a groin injury in this uh, last week's game against the Las Vegas Raiders, where the Texans lost twenty to thirty eight. Not a whole lot of specificness about the uh, severity of the groin injury. Lovey Smith said that it is not season-ending. That's that's what we got. So it's anywhere. That's encouraging. Yeah. I guess. Thanks. That's anywhere from you know one week to eleven weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's what we've got as far as Nico Collins. So lo- should be a little bit of an increase for Brandon Cooks. Damian Pierce, you should still be starting him if you've got him. He's a borderline. I don't know if he's borderline. I think he should be an RB1 at this point, Damian Pierce, with the amount of volume he's getting. Yeah, on that fringe RB2, RB1 territory. 
He actually is probably yeah, I think you're he's an RB one. I, I don't know why I'm straddle on the line. He's an RB one. Yeah. Alrighty. And he, then he's definitely an RB one, yeah. And then you're not wasting any time on Davis Mills. So Brandon Cooks and Damian Pierce, the only two players from the Texans. You're starting Robert Woods, the only person from the Titans. You want you want three fantasy players from this game, and that's it. So, so. there there is something interesting that I, I saw. Like, obviously, we're coming up on the trade deadline in the NFL. Uh, what, four days away? Five days away? Something like that? Was it November 1st? Or is it later than that? I'm not sure. Let's get a double check. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at that. Um, Man, this this Tennessee-Houston game, I could see I feel like it being it's next like Thursday. A, like it is November first at four four p.m. Uh, so is that Wednesday, Tuesday? It, oh, uh, yeah. Today is the twenty seventh. Uh, November Halloween's Monday. So. Yeah. So it is Tuesday next week. So I did see some people hinting at a possible Brandon Cooks move, which would be huge for him. But I don't think that's going to happen at this point. I don't know. Right. It's weird. It's hard to say. We've had a few. Kind of crazy, crazy go on recently. So Maybe he goes to Green Bay, yeah, and Aaron Rodgers gets his veteran. Cooks to Green Bay. <laughs> that would be, I mean, that would be insane for his value. Yeah, like, I mean, like just for after after this season, I don't know where you value him at, but like if he goes somewhere with a good quarterback, you know, yeah. you can get that trade in right now. <laughs> And then Nico Collins who would see a benefit at the Texans offense as well. Still keep it probably be more is still borderline flex play. Yep. Alright, so moving on then, we've got the Washington Commanders taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Commanders coming off a victory over the Green Bay Packers, twenty three to twenty one. Terry McLaurin led the scoring for the team, eighteen point three fantasy points. Curtis Samuel, just under 13 fantasy points. Brian Robinson had 10.5 fantasy points. And Antonio Gibson was surprisingly involved, 16.7 fantasy points for him. So Logan Thomas d- did not play. He's still dealing with an injury. Was it a concussion he's dealing with? or I thought sure. you would remember. You had him. That's why I was I, just wondering. I picked him up to stream him one week, and then yeah. he, he was supposed to play, and then he didn't. Gotcha. All right, so yeah, so it seems like the pecking order is kind of falling into place now. Taylor Heineke here is going to be Terry McLaurin, then Curtis Samuel after that. Jahan Dotson has been out the past few games, going to be out this upcoming week as well. I imagine the pecking order will be the same. You want Terry McLaurin as a border, as you know, lower end wide receiver too, I guess I would say, with upside, and then Curtis Samuel's a uh, flex play wide receiver. And Brian Robinson's just kind of a stash at this point until this backfield gets a little sorted out because they are using J.D. McKissick as well as Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. And you just you never know which one of these guys is going to fall into the end zone and end up with 14 to 16 fantasy points. So it's risky to play any one of them. You're feeling lucky. You know, each week your guy, the guy you pick, is going to score the touchdown out of the three. You know, it's tough. Yeah. On the flip side of that, I am scared of what's going to happen with the Colts' offense. They lost last week, like we said, 10-19 to against the Titans. Matt Ryan's been benched. Sam Ellinger is coming in at quarterback. Uh, I, it caused me to bench Alec Pierce in our Dynasty League, where you know we have three flex spots in addition to three wide receiver spots. Uh, I've I benched Alec Pierce. I'm nervous about what's going to happen with Sam Ellinger there and how he's going to distribute targets between Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell, who was extremely involved the past two weeks, or if the Colts are just going to start leaning more into Jonathan Taylor now that they're running Sam Ellinger out there. I just I, it, it it makes the pass catchers make me nervous. I feel a little better about Jonathan. T- I mean, I don't know how much worse Jonathan Taylor's season could go than it already has, so I'm still starting Jonathan Taylor, but if I could sit Michael Pittman, I guess is what I'm saying, is what I would look to do. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll see how it plays out this week. It was it was only preseason, but El- Ellinger looked pretty competent in the preseason. Yeah, yeah. you know, the second yeah. string most of the uh, guys as are much going upside to, as he can have for you. Know? You, you know, the thing is, there may not be as many sacks with Ellinger there because he can move. He might be able to get out of the pocket a little bit and create some some explosive plays that way, as opposed to just sitting in like a statue in the right. pocket, like yeah. Matt Ryan was. So, like, I don't. Remains to be seen. I'm. I don't think the offense can get any worse than it was. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And th- I feel like we keep saying that, and then like you know, <laughs> every week we're <laughs> every, every year, year it's like the offense can't get worse than it was with Philip Rivers, and Carson Wentz comes out there, and then, like Carson Wentz goes, and this can't get any worse than Carson Wentz, and then Matt Ryan comes, it's like it can't get any worse, and now we're at Sam Ellinger, and it's like. You know, well, man, we're maybe, gonna be right one of these times. Maybe this offense, this offense, <laughs> hey, Eckler is or not? Or, um, what's his name? Um, oh, I'm sorry. For, yeah, go on, go on. Uh, I was gonna, like, this offense only seems to work when the quarterbacks say, you know, f it, I'm throwing the ball up, and like that's when like some of these guys are produced fantasy wise. But it's just I, I don't know, man. I'm, the pass catchers make me nervous in this yeah, offense. Absolutely. I, I want to see how this plays out, and like I said, I'm just I'm looking to bench Pittman if I can. Yeah. And anything else from this game on any of these guys? Emergence of Paris Campbell. He looked pretty good the past couple weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yes. I mean, you think that continues? He's coming out of gag. They just swapped quarterbacks. (laughs) (laughs) They just swapped. That's what I mean. I don't know how this pecking order is going to work out now that they swapped quarterbacks. Uh, How is he performing up to this point? He wasn't doing much in the past. I think it was like two weeks. Yeah, he he had two games that were really good. I mean, yeah, whatever. Fire him up, dude. They're playing against Washington next week. I'm firing him up. I don't know. This could be a you know, thirteen to ten game with, with a lot of you know the the trio of running backs in Washington and then Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. I mean, he got eleven targets and twelve targets, but yeah, you're right. It's now it's a new quarterback, so what happens? You're right. Uh, I, I don't know. It's risky. It's very risky. He, he, he's that guy that could be a three point or a, yeah. All right, and then we'll move on to the next game: San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Chargers. 49ers coming off of a you know a beating; they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs twenty-three to forty-four. Debo Samuel is actually banged up; he did not practice the past two days. So that's something to keep an eye on. If he's out, Brandon Ayuk would see a, you know a, a boost. He had fifteen, just over fifteen points last week. I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo targets him a little bit more. And with Debo Samuel out, I feel like, you know, he'd probably get final targets. George Kittle also making a comeback. 21, almost 22 points last week. Finally. Yeah. Yeah, Finally. yeah Kittle, Kittle and Ayuk are having a little That's bit of a second week, party. right? Yeah, uh, for Kittle? Yeah, he had a good week before yes, that. Yes, he did. He did. I, I will check right now how much he had. But, yeah, he had two good weeks in a row. Ayuk has had two competent, like, wide receiver two, three weeks in a row. Um, yeah, so we had Kittle at 16 in week 6, and then he had 21 in week 7. Yeah. So that's great. Adam. Very nice. Yeah, it's very nice. CMC on the team now, too, should be operating as the lead running back this week. I know last week he only had, like, one, you know, practice session before the game, and they still, you know, gave him, uh, a, you know, a decent amount of work. You know, not a lead, not the lead amount of work for the running back, but... Playing the Los Angeles Rams, I feel like the Niners have had their number the past couple of years, and I feel like CMC could fall into the end zone this upcoming week. So, CMC, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle are all of your lineup locks. Debo Samuel, if he, or I'm sorry, if Debo Samuel's out, Brandon Ayuk is a lineup lock. If Debo yep. Samuel plays, it's a little bit riskier. 
Is Debo Samuel decoy? Yeah. Is he healthy? But again, I feel he's missed the past two practices. I like so that I he gets a, as a, a last last uh, spot flex. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then the Los Angeles Rams coming out of their bye. We know the deal with Cam Akers. I don't know that I feel comfortable starting Daryl Henderson. It's pretty much Cooper yeah. Cup and Tyler Higby. <laughs> he activated the window for Kyron Williams. I know there was that buzz about him being liked by the coaching staff and McVay and before he then went on IR. But <laughs> he's probably he's, the golden boy compared to Cam Akers. I don't know he's, if he's going to play this week, but he's somebody, if he's available on your yeah. waiver wire, you need a running back, I'm going to speculate. Could be a nice ad. Yeah, if you have a, a an open spot down there, you can drop, yeah. drop some guy that you... Like Rashad Bateman? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> literally, yeah. I was going to say, he's another one of those guys that, like, I he's not expected to be back this week. He, I think the Rams said that they were looking at about him coming back next week. And so another one of those guys where, like, Sunday morning before the 1 o'clock games kick off, drop that last dude on your bench and pick up, yeah. you know, Kyron Williams... So you've got a running back. You don't have to worry about competing with everybody. You have to be a week ahead. Yep. All right. And then, yeah, Allen Robinson could be a rescue play. Van Jefferson has, you know, his 21-window day was activated as well. He could be coming back. I think he's expected to play. I don't know if that was confirmed. I just have read something that kind of, you know, hinted at him being good to go this week. He is still listed as IR in the sleeper app. I know that because he is on my IR, so <laughs> keep an eye and see if he's activated. You know, and then it, it becomes it becomes murky then whether or not he's going to jump in and take the role and push Allen Robinson out, or maybe he opens up the offense and that helps everybody. It's something to keep an eye on. I don't know how many people are starting Allen Robinson consistently, though, at this point. Unless you're in a deep, deep league with three flex spots. Looks like Van Jefferson was limited on Wednesday. <laughs> don't see any Thursday update right now. Okay. Moving on, we've got the New York Giants taking the Seattle Seahawks. Giants coming off a win over the Jacksonville Jaguars, 23-17. to Daniel Jones had himself a nice day. Daniel Jones has more rushing yards this season than Najee Harris. <laughs> you really got to put, 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 put Rich's uh, face on that. Uh, I've got Najee Harris in the league too, man. It's tough. It hurts. It hurts. It's not getting any better this week. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. <laughs> Uh, yeah, against the our Philadelphia Eagles. No, we just added Robert Quinn. Yeah, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be another blowout game. We better be down. Game, We're gonna be we up better. thirty points by halftime. We better just be. chill. That's it. It needs to be a saving game for the birds. Thirty points in the in the second quarter, and mm. then that's it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's thirty to three. Uh, who's our Who's our backup QB right now? Who? Who's the backup QB on the birds? Is it Minshew still? Yeah, Gardner. Yeah, I want to see Gardner out there at some point this week. Yeah, uh, we don't. We, we don't want to see that. No, that's what I'm saying. No, I want to say that we're so far ahead that they just they only got uh, 40 toes. Like, Jalen, you can take a break. We yeah. don't even need you out there no more. That's how much of a beatdown I want to say. Okay, it's like, I'm here for it. We're going to start resting you now because we can't rest you week 18 when we go for 17 and 0. Exactly. Daniel Jones, uh, just, uh, just under 29 fantasy points last week. They're playing Seattle, who's you know known to give up a lot of points in the passing game. You know, it, it's hard to trust any Giants wide receiver. I guess Wandell Robinson. I know Darius Slayton scored more points, just under fifteen. Wandell Robinson only eleven, but I feel like Wandell Robinson's role has been more consistent and growing. And Darius Slayton is still kind of hit or miss every week. And then Saquon Barkley are still starting. Daniel Bellinger, we talked about last podcast, yeah. suffered that injury, orbital yeah. fracture. 
out for a while, most likely. Dude, Daniel Jones putting himself together a nice little fantasy season here. Yeah. I mean, uh, QB 10, which is like fine, whatever, but the thing about him is he's not putting I, up any dud, dud games. Yeah, you want him over Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's yeah. not fumbling the ball this year. Yeah, uh, he's That's got, the big thing. Like, he's not turning the ball I think over. he's had like 60 rushing yards in every game, too. Yeah, so he's, he's having very good rushing, which is obviously 16. just making his four very solid. I mean, his lowest point game, it looks like, in PPR here is 13, and he's had, or sorry, 12. He's had a game at 12 and two 13s. That's Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady's average. Yeah, like, I mean. (laughs) Is this the dynasty? This is, uh, yeah, this is PPR. Uh, Sorry, this is a dynasty. Like, so, yeah, this is six points. Six passing touchdowns. Six points, yeah. So, that is not standard. You're correct. Still be better than Rodgers and Brady. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Daniel uh, Jones is a borderline starter at, qu- at quarterback, um, and you know, again, like I said, I'd probably start him over just the, those guys that I mentioned. Up. Yeah, against the Seattle. Against, against, against Seattle, yeah. I think you got to fire him up. You have to. Yeah, absolutely, I'll fire him up. And you want to talk about the Seahawks Chargers game? Seahawks Chargers. Yep, that was a Seahawks win, thirty-seven to twenty-three. We had uh, Geno Smith with a solid 13 points. Uh, DK Metcalf with a knee injury we talked about last episode. Tyler Lockett picked up a hamstring. I didn't see that. Yeah, it's a hamstring. I believe he was limited in practice today again. Okay. So something to keep an eye on. Yeah, we had a pop-off game for Marquise Goodwin. Caught two touchdowns. And then Kenneth Walker has just been a revelation, man. Kenneth Walker's that guy, dude. He's that guy. He looks like that dude, man. that dude. 28 points. He's moving up in the dynasty RB rankings like heavily. Like I mean, obviously just, because of injuries to Javante uh, and Brees, but Kenneth Walker and Travis Etienne have allowed me to sit Najee Harris in, in the league. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Kenneth Runner, dude, that guy's fast. That's what I'm talking about. You have so much of an advantage by knowing Kenneth Walker is a good guy to have. Like he should have been uh, rostered in most uh, leagues, but like. A lot of people like you've gotten him so late. Yeah, I got him in like I think picked I him up him in the ninth in one league. I picked him up in like free agency wow. in this league. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, mean, I drafted in stash. It was you know at the beginning of the season when everything was going on with the running backs and all that, people started panicking and dropping yeah. guys and adding guys. Well, and I, I had Penny and he was available in my league and I dropped eighty uh, percent fab on him on Kenneth Walker and I was. Not getting rich, but someone was like eighty dollars on this dude. I was like, I was like, yeah. just, just yeah. walk. I was like, just walk what this dude's about to do, and popped off. So and I expect him to do that as long as he's healthy. Do you roast that guy in the chat now? Nah, I'm just gonna let it simmer for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Rub it in when I beat him. I, in the what I do is I send gifts. I just send passive aggressive gifts. <laughs> the eyeballs. Yeah, eyeballs. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Right. And why don't you take us to the last matchup here as well, Rich? The last matchup, the thrilling game of Green Bay at Buffalo. This will be a slacking. Yeah, this will be a great one, man. This will be very interesting. Uh, Packers coming off the defeat to the Commanders, uh, 23-21. to um, Big game from Aaron Jones. And caught a ton of passes this week. Two passing touchdowns, right? Yeah, he caught two touchdowns. I think he had like nine targets or something ridiculous like that. Ended up with 29 points. Uh, Rodgers, still disappointing. He's 15 points. Lazard picked up an injury with the shoulder. He finished with 11. Donut from Romeo Dobbs, very disappointing. He's he a couple of you change, you change his nickname? He removed it. Removed he just got rid of it. What, what, what was his nickname? Assistant captain. Assistant captain? Wow. He got demoted. Well, it, started, it all started that way because, one, like, 
Dylan Stoner is my team captain. Right. You know, it goes with the team name for those you know may listen and don't know. It's the Short Boss Blazers. So Dylan Stoner is the, the team captain. He's the driver. Yeah, he's the driver of the Blazers bus. Yeah. Okay. Romeo, what I thought was Dubes, I thought fit perfectly with that theme. I'm like, as soon as I got him on my teams, before I knew his name was Dobbs, I made him assistant captain. Yeah. And then once I found out his name was yeah, found out his name was Dobbs, it wasn't you know. It didn't fit anymore. Yeah. So exactly. at that point, I contemplated it once I found out right away before the season started, and then I was like, you know what, I'm gonna leave it. And then this donut right here was just—it was the nail in the coffin. I removed it. I removed it. <laughs> it's been demoted. Snatched it. Dude, I can't wait to see who the next. Because I fired them up last week. I yeah. fired them up. Yeah. I had to start them. I had Cooper Cup and AJ Brown on a buy, and then some other stuff. And, you know, I fool- you foolishly left, you? foolishly left Travis Etienne on the bench like a clown, uh-huh. and then you know, put in there. Plugged in Dobbs. Yeah, he got and his... He, and he donutted me. Yeah. So he, he lost the assistant captain. Just like Bateman did to me tonight. from his jersey. Snatched it. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm very interested <laughs> to see who it goes to next. I, it's honestly one of the most thrilling parts of the season. It's not going to anybody. Yeah. I know, yeah, until somebody's got to earn it. Yeah. It has to be earned. <laughs> and like you said, Alan Zard suffered the shoulder injury. He could be out for a few weeks, it seems like, is what I'm hearing. So this, I mean, again, this pass catching core is getting thin. That's why it seems like the Packers are rumored to be Get, trading for a wide receiver. Getting I, I, I hear that they're the ones looking at a Chase Claypool. So, you know, maybe they're also looking at Brandon Cooks. That's what, like, we talked about earlier. Like, that's not just nothing. It's, you know, Christian Watson's still out with his injuries. Mm-hmm. I think, is Sammy Watkins back and Randall Cobb's on IR now? Is that Sammy what's going Watkins on there? Sammy Watkins is back, yes. Yeah, for now. So, and then on the flip side of that, Bill's coming out of their bye. You're starting the Bills that you can get your hand on. Uh, you know, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Devin Singletary, I think, even at this point, is, you know, a low-end RB2. And how do we feel about the next pass catcher? What are we looking at? Uh, Isaiah McKenzie, Khalil Shakir. We feel either of those got Khalil Shakir, no. Isaiah McKenzie, maybe. I mean, Shakir becomes interesting if McKenzie's not there. But if when McKenzie's healthy and playing, like he's clearly the number three guy. But that's all. Like, does he catch a touchdown this week or not? Yeah. Like, does Gabe Davis catch two, or does one go to Isaiah McKenzie? Right. You know, Diggs is getting his. Yep. Like so, does like does Diggs catch two and Davis gets one, or does Davis get two and then one to Diggs and one? To, it's like right. You know, it's Josh a, it's Allen's throwing three or four, and it's it, it's, it's a best lottery to be in though. It's yeah, a best sure. lottery to be for in. sure. Yeah. Like you can book three or four touchdowns from Allen. Yeah. And it's just like who who's catching them this week? Yeah. And you know, Diggs is getting his. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Gabe Davis could catch a long, you know, sixty-yard touchdown pass, or he could not. Yeah, he, he just have three targets Gabe for Davis thirty yards. Catch another ninety-nine-yard touchdown. Yeah. Like, and then, how do we feel about Dawson Knox? Is he just, you know, the a borderline tight end one in that, you know, twelve to twenty yeah. <laughs> huge gap that's all interchangeable? Yeah, I mean, like at that point, who else? Like, do you want to play? Like, who else is better? I mean. He's not getting a ton of work and volume at the moment, but he's in the best offense in the league. I mean, don't you want a piece of it? I mean, he, at some point he's got to get his eventually. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like the tight end position is such a wasteland. And you got the Chiefs and the Chargers on a bye, so you're out. Uh, Travis Kelsey and Gerald Everett. Yep. Hey, David and Joku's out this week with the injury. Ballinger now, too. Bellinger, yeah, he was, you know, coming on. So, 
Yeah, it's thin there at tight end. So, yeah, I think you said you just got to put Dawson Knox in and pray. Robert Tanyan might be kind of the same thing. You're hoping that Aaron Rodgers throws him a touchdown, mm-hmm. especially with all the other targets down. Yeah. So, all right. And any final thoughts? Anything else, you know, do we want to mention anything from the Bengals-Browns game that we didn't talk about before from their games from last week? The, you know, Jamar Chase with that huge game before the hip injury, 33 points. Joe Barrow is second huge week in a row with almost 40 fantasy points. <laughs> Nuts. But did we um, did we mention the possibility of Kareem Hunt being traded? Uh, I don't know that I mentioned no, that. I, I forgot. So. I just I saw his name here. Yeah. And I was just curious. Yeah, Him or Dearness Johnson. I heard actually that the Browns could be looking to move either Free one. Freedy Ernest, dude. Freedy Ernest. Yeah. Freedy Ernest. So you think the Ravens trade for Melvin Gordon? They should, if they were smart, they'd trade for Dearness Johnson. There we go. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to be everything from us tonight. You can follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Oddballs, on Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your audio podcasts. Until next time, I'm Ryan McNichols. Rich out. Mike Coyle. Peace out.